Sorry, we're closed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. Episode 43 of Sorry We're Closed. I am your host, Mr. Patrick James Light. Uh, and if you're just joining the show for the first time, um, thank you. Welcome. Uh, I actually just looked at the uh, the reviews on my show recently. I didn't re- read them. I read the – I just saw the number of uh, – the amount of them. And there was 57 reviews, and I have a five-star rating, which I am very thankful for. I appreciate all of you that have reviewed the show, have given me five stars. It means a lot. For those of you that have given me one stars, um, I hate you. Uh, I don't know why you would do such a thing, but – you know, whatever. Moving on. I got a, a Twitter DM uh, this week. And, you know, I, I have sh- episodes now. I mean, I have guests on pretty much every Monday now. So, you know, trying, you know, it's much easier for me now to figure out things to talk about. But as I always say, I want you guys to go over to uh, thepatlight.com, subscribe to the mailing list, as I always do. And, and please email me with any possible options you want me to talk about. I usually answer them, not always. I always answer the email. I don't always talk about it on the show. But uh, I had a Twitter DM from a guy. Let's see. Shout out at Beltron Felipe 39. And he wanted me to talk about a little bit more about investing. Said he's uh, let's I'll read you the message. Listening to episode 40. I heard you said you were big, big into the stock market. I am a new trader and was wondering if you do an episode talking about how you got started and what you look for. Anyway, I love the show. Good content. Keep up the good work. Well, I appreciate it, Felipe, if that is your name, Felipe Beltran, or if you're, I know you're a big baseball fan, it looks like. Um, I appreciate it, at Beltran Felipe 39. Uh, and yeah, I would love to talk about it. I know I did an episode uh, recently with Larry McDonald, who was, if you haven't listened to that episode, please go do so. Uh, phenomenal episode. The guy is just so smart. He didn't, didn't have a great microphone, but the guy is just so smart. He uh, worked at Lehman Brothers during the crash, called the crash months before it happened, and and I brand a book about it called a colossal failure, a colossal uh, failure of common sense or something like that. Very good book. But the way I got into investing. So when you're in baseball, you have the off seasons, right? And they're, they're boring. And when you're a competitor or if you're just a person that feels like they're wait, you don't want to feel like a waste of time. Like I would lay on the couch and play video games all day. That, that gets boring after a while. And you feel like you're a waste. I, I didn't like that. And I think people that are like, or athletes or just competitors in general doesn't have to always have to be athletics, but they, they don't do well in those types of environments and neither did I. And so I had some money and I wanted to invest. I started, I looked at the, the money, the, 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 the money, the, the money, the money was bringing in in a savings account and a traditional savings account is pretty much just cash. It's a waste. It's, it's a safe space, but it's a waste of time to put your money there. You're not going to be making anything off. I think it's 0.08% annually you make on, on your, whatever you have in the stock market or in the savings account, complete waste of time. Right? So I saw that and I talked to my dad who I knew did his own investments and had done well. And I was wondering, I would say, Hey, you know, can, can, let's do something about this because this is this is not doing well and I, I don't want to do this. So we got into it. We got into I use Vanguard.com. A lot of people use um, what's the Robinhood's new one. Uh, there's a plan. You know, you can do it pretty much on any service. The banks offer it now. So that's what I did. And I just got into again the competitiveness of it. It's so like baseball in the sense that, you know, any day, you know, I own a company right now called Valero. Today it's up 0.8, 0.47, up twenty eight cents. 
Uh, I bought it down at $40, $40 a share. It's now $59 a share. So I've almost made 50% of my money. Um, and that was a trade. I, I, I'm not a huge trader. I'm definitely not a day trader. I can't do that. I'm not Davy Day Trades. Uh, but uh, I'm not a huge trader. I do some trades. Uh, for example, this past March when we got the recession, when the COVID first started, people got scared and pulled their money out of the, out of the market. And those are the types of situations that I like to take advantage of. Um, in my view, I've always been, even in baseball, I've been a very calm and collected person. And I see things rationally. I think uh, one of my biggest um, uh, strengths is that I'm able to see things rationally in most situations. I don't really let emotion get involved too often. And because of that, I'm able to take advantage of things like this. You know, I believe, as Warren Buffett believes, that the United States of America will be around and be very strong, probably the best country in the world, uh, until I'm long gone. With that being in, said, with that, keeping that in mind, as an investor, I'm going to invest domestically inside the United States, and I'm going to bet that the stock market will rebound and that we will not plummet to zero. That's my guess. I think it's a pretty well-educated guess. I just don't see the United States failing. So if you don't think that the United States is failing, then it's fairly safe to invest your money as long as you have a basic concept of what you're doing. Now, Warren Buffett tends to believe that you should, everyone, that you're not, if you're not going to do the research, you're not going to put the work in to put your money in the S&P 500. And if you're not familiar with the S&P 500 is, the S&P 500 is the top 500 companies in the United States. Now, you can put your money into that. And as long as America doesn't fail and America continues to prosper the way it has, you'll probably gain 7 to 10% annually on your money on average. You'll, you have year of years that you lose. Um, most, most people are down this year. But on average, 7 to 10% annually, which is a whole lot, heck of a lot better than 0.08% in the savings account. 7 to 10% and you just got to be able to deal. You have to have risk tolerance. You know, in the S&P 500, there's not a whole lot of risk tolerance. You know, not a whole lot of risk you need to be aware of. But you're going to have your up and down days. If you're one of those people that looks at the stock market every day, I look at the stock market every day. But I don't care if my, my, my stock is down a little bit. Yesterday, Valero was down. Today, it's up. You're going to deal with that constantly, right? And it's something that I think that I'm good at. I think I'm able to see things rationally and therefore um, make educated decisions and make money. I did another trade uh, two years ago or so, uh, right when the Facebook Russia stuff was going insane, right? It was going insane. You know, Zuck was on, uh, was up at a Congress, you know, testifying. Insane things, right? Facebook tanked. Facebook absolutely tanked. Now, I know as a millennial that Facebook that owns, that owns Instagram, right? Two huge platforms. Phenomenal. They own WhatsApp as well. They own a few other things. They're not going anywhere. Not to mention the social media advertising, the marketing is in its infancy, really. You know, it used to be newspaper for years and years and years, the radio for decades, right? Then TV came, now social media. And it's not going anywhere. It's just not going to go anywhere. And so it, when it tanked because people were like, oh, Zuck's on, you know, testifying in front of Congress. Oh, Russia's hacking it. You know, this, this is it. And everyone's pulling out all this bad news. I was like, all right, thank you. And then I, I go into the market. I dived into Facebook and I think I ended up making, you know, 60 or 70% of my money in, in four or five months, six months, just because of how, how it had bad news. And then all of a sudden, sure enough, turns right around and starts coming up. Probably not 60%. I want to say more than 30% of my money. 
Um, I think it was like 150, 140 when I bought it, and then it got up to 200. And let, you know, let's just just for shits and gigs, guys, let's take a look at where Facebook is now as far as stocks are concerned. FB is the ticker symbol. Yeah, so here we go. I bought it in at 140. I don't have the. I don't hold the stock anymore. But I bought it at 140. It's now at 279. So that Russia stuff really, really, I would have doubled my money, right? And that's under two years. Typically, on average, you expect to hopefully double your money every 10 years in the stock market if you just invest in an index. This would have doubled your money in a year, two years. And you're looking crazy returns on some of these things because people do not think rationally. They get scared. They let emotion get involved, and they they run for the exits. And when everyone runs to the exits, no one wants to be left behind, right? When I, all of a sudden you're in a gymnasium, right? You're in a gym, and uh, for whatever reason, everyone runs for the starts running for the exits. You have no idea why. You it, what seemed to be happening? Let's say the reason is you know you know a teddy bear all of a sudden appeared. On, you know you know this guy this teddy bear appeared in the corner of the gym. Everyone started running for the exits. You're not rationally scared of a teddy bear, but because everyone else is doing it, you feel like you should too. So you run for the exit too. And that is how rational people who are able to not give in to that herd mentality of, oh my God, I'm supposed to be afraid of this teddy bear. That is how you make money in the stock market. At least that's how I've made money in the stock market. I invest in good companies and companies that are oversold for nonsense, for bad PR. That's all it is. And, and that's essentially how I did this, how I got into this. Uh, and it's been it's been a fruitful business for me. Uh, I'm able to I, I've been able to pretty much with, you know, although it, it's it's allowed me to spend throughout my years and really not lose much money. Like I've always been, I've always been making the same amount of money as I've been bringing in on top of the salary and on the salary on top. of it, now I'm saving money. Right. I'm able to buy Saku. I'm able to buy Green Rock uh, and we're able to move. And now I'm adding to the portfolio. I, the, the apartment that I live in, I purchased with my family. You know, we all had different parts, but I purchased with the fam. You know, like these are all assets that are adding on to what I already own. And it's, it's a lot of it has to do with the stock market. And if you're able to do these things where you're able to rationally see why, um, why are people selling this stock? And then a lot of times they'll sell blue chip stocks. Like it's not like you have to go down to the pen. Like people think you have to go buy penny stocks to make a lot of money. You don't. You don't have to do that. You know, people are selling Facebook. It's in a, a multi-billion-dollar organization. People do it to Apple. People have done it to Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire Hathaway, if you're not familiar, is the company that Warren Buffett owns and runs. It's outrageous that you would sell that at at, at certain times and off some bad PR or not bad PR. He never has bad PR. Bad news, I should say. So. And then on top of that, you have multi-billion-dollar hedge funds that are that are, that are holding on to billions of dollars. And I, I think I saw a statistic. It actually, might have been on the show Billions with Bobby Axelrod. If you or shout out Billions, if you watch that show, it's a phenomenal show. But they're saying hedge funds own like eighty percent of the capital in the stock market. So now they talk about sometimes they talk about the December effect, right? Where um, that people will start selling off in December and then to, to lock the, those people in those hedge funds lock in their gains for the year so they get their end of the year bonus and then they just re-enter their positions in January, right? They, they, they do that. But then also at the end, you see sometimes they see the Santa Claus effect, the Santa Claus rally, they say, because everyone's in such a good mood, everyone's so happy that bad news doesn't really affect people as much anymore and now the market continues to go and keeps rallying, keeps rallying, right? People want to make money. 
So it truly is. And it, it's it's a crazy machine, but it's a money making machine if you're able to do it. And if you're able to stay rational and educate yourself on how to run, how to how to do these things. My first ever stock buy by myself was an IPO, Snapchat. Dumbass move at the time. Now I would have doubled my money on it, but I bought it at the, on the day of the IPO in the in the Pittsburgh Pirates clubhouse with a cup of coffee in my hand and. I, I I end up losing money. I'm not a uh, crazy amount of money because I had sold it because I just didn't like it anymore. Now I would have doubled my money, but still, like IPOs, it, they're tough to buy. Yeah, you might buy Beyond Meat at the IPO and end up making 40% of your money in two days, but odds are slim that that happens. And people, you know, or you could have done Uber where it would have bumped up a little bit and then dropped considerably. You just don't know. IPOs are so uncertain. So that's why I don't get involved in IPOs anymore. But I still get involved with companies that are still so solid at what they do that they're going to be around for the foreseeable future. It's just it's just the nature of the business. And again, this is something that always helped me as far as in my offseason feel like I'm doing something to progress my life. And that has always been important um, to how how just how I operate my life. I'm always trying to progress and go in the same in, in the right direction and Again, that's how that's how the stock market became attractive to me. That's how I started, you know, doing all these things and and trading money. And now I I, I used to give my money to a the majority of my money to a person to do it for me. Then I said, you know what, I don't really want. It. So I pulled all my money and took it back. And now it's all mine. Now I invest all of my money, whether again in the private sector with restaurants or things like that, or real estate or in the stock market. And it's. It's it's been great for me, and I've now I've been through a recession. This is my first one. I've been through a recession. This is a weird recession, but I've been through one. I guess they're all kind of unique in their own way. But I've been through a recession. I've been through the ups and downs. I've been through corrections in the market. I've been through you know crazy high you know numbers. I've been through the Trumps. You know, all, and Trump just says something, and the market you know shoots up sky high. I've done some crazy things in the last four years with Donald Trump. We've never seen a president like that, and you know I haven't seen it all. I'm continuing to see more things, but. Again, this competitiveness, this this drive to progress your life, make that bank account go higher and higher, it's like a video game, and it's fun. Uh, and I'm it's super intriguing. I used to make YouTube videos. I deleted them all, but I used to make YouTube videos on stocks, and just because it was so intriguing to me. And then I realized that it's probably not the best. It was it would take me a while. It take me a really long time to gain any type of. Uh, not notoriety, but any type of confidence from people or um, I don't know the word off the top of my head, but that the ability to people to trust you and what you're saying. And I didn't want to take the time to do that. So I stopped doing it, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed looking at these stocks. I enjoy, you know, people, people would t- talk to me about them. Like I would put out videos. People would say, yeah, oh, what do you think about Delta? Oh, why the hell are you asking me? I don't know anything, but it is. It's it's just it's just such a competitive place, and it's a place where I think you can make money if you're just rational and you and you think clearly and you're willing to educate yourself on it. But that also takes the ability one, it takes the ability to be able to take emotion out of decisions. It also takes the the love for it. You want to you want to be able to do it. Like you you have to enjoy reading on the stock market. Enjoy reading. Right now, I'm big on uh, behavioral economics, where people. Uh, are doing things, you know, just because of behavior, and that's what, in my view, that's what a lot of the stock market has to do now. Is is people aren't so much, and it's not about necessarily these great companies. It's more about behavior, and you know, if you can kind of grasp the psychology of the the average investor, which the average investor is about ninety nine percent of investors, 
if you can grasp that, grasp that psychology of that person, I think you'll be able to make some pretty good money in the stock market as well. So, hey, I appreciate the the question, Felipe. Um, thanks for the, thanks for thanks for following along, Felipe. If you haven't, just as like everyone else, please go over to uh, thepatlight.com, subscribe. Uh, we got the 19 days of Christmas Christmas kicked off. I have now uh, announced two winners. There will be a third winner tonight, actually. I'm recording this on Wednesday. And then a fourth winner um, on Thursday when you guys are listening to this. Uh, so, listen, you know, take enjoy. Enjoy this stuff. Take it, take it to the bank. Uh, that was, what the hell does take it to the bank mean? Why the hell did I say that? Anyway, guys, hope you have a great. This is the first snowfall here in Hoboken uh, that I'm having. I don't know if wherever, it, wherever you are in the world, I hope that uh, it's snowing because snow is always fun until about the end of New Year's. And then you, you want it to go away because you want it to be warm again. But hope you guys have a great, a great weekend. And uh, until next time, guys, I'll see you at the bar. Thank you so much for listening to the Sorry We're Closed podcast. Go subscribe to our email chain over at thepatlight.com and follow us on all social media. Until next time, guys, I'll see you at the bar. Sorry, we're closed.